Snap to escape Revolta's trap. Now let's get loose and dance and clap while I lay on my scrappy rap. Over there is Daddy Drack, who's glad to have his daughter back. And all the guys from Callaway are here to dance the night away. And there's Miss G with Colonel C grooving to my melody. Your boys were very gallant to go after my girls. <laughs> with Elsa Frankentine, who wants to be a slam dance queen. And Fanty really does her thing. A dance for two, the Fanty fling. Shaggy and my Uncle Scoob are always in a chunky groove. Like great party, Miss G. <laughs> oh, I hope the new arrivals think so, too. <gasps> like new arrivals? Over there. Meet your new students and their parents. New st 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 students? <laughs> like meet us in St. Louis? Yeah, real annoying! Hello, hello, hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. And we have got a blockbuster episode for you this week. We have not one, but two guests returning to the show. We have Maggie Grossman and Roxy Sylvester. Welcome back to Heavy Metal. I'm so glad to have both of you here. And you can go first. (laughs) Thanks so much, Ethan. Thanks. Welcome, welcome. Well, I mean, two guests, first for heavy metal, um, but that's not the only first we have here today. I had to get two powerhouse guests on this show because this is the start of movie month, an entire month dedicated to covering the Scooby-Doo direct to DVD, or in this case, VHS film. Ethan, you're showing your age. Even Actually, this one's even before VHS. Well, I mean, VHS still existed, but this was a, a TV movie. Yeah, I was going to say, this Not felt like a, something that played on repeat on TV a lot. Yes, yeah. it did. This is, uh, we're talking today to kick off our groovy Scooby movie month. We're talking Scooby-Doo. And the Ghoul School. Yes! How exciting. What a movie. What a movie. Should we howl in, like, agreement? I feel like we need to, like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's good. For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a name for movie month. I never came up with one. I guess movie month is good enough. What month is it taking yeah. place in? January. Oh, okay. uh, we're kicking off... 2022 <laughs> oh boy oh boy getting the right energy to cover this movie all right off the bat yeah yeah <laughs> getting getting right in there i mean what what more can you say i mean so people have been asking since i started this show ethan when are you going to talk about the movies when are you going to talk about the movies blah 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 it's almost like people don't 
care or listen to the rest of the show. They only <laughs> want to listen to the movies. Um, so maybe this will be the first episode anyone ever listens to. Who knows? But um, I think it's a great one to start with, for sure. Real classic, wild 80s vibes here going on. Is uh, in part of the the Red Shirt Shaggy movie trilogy, right? Yeah. Red, yep. red shirt yep. shaggy right off the bat just throwing you off a little bit a feast for the eyes yeah the whole vibe of this era is uh, very odd <laughs> um, good in many ways bad in other ways good in many ways but, uh, uh because we do have our good friend scrappy do with us uh-huh. as, as a fun he's there calming exciting presence just guiding us through this entire adventure can i be a little controversial off the bat um i don't i think scrappy's fine in this one he's like not a big deal he's 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 not (laughs) roxy Roxy, you and me two peas in a pod here he's great i'm I'm scrappy do i'm the scrappy do yeah roxy you were not on the episode that the very contentious Crappy Do episode that Maggie and I recorded, where uh, where simply neither of us would budge in either direction <laughs> on on Crappy Do, but I will agree in in this he's basically a non-factor. I mean, there are so many characters in this movie, he might as well not be there at all. He says a couple <laughs> cool things, you know. Yeah, he has yeah, he fine. has two of my favorite lines in the whole thing because they're the only ones that are like not puns. And I'll get to them when we when we get to them in the in the thing, but they made me laugh. I scrappy do reclamation mission uh, marches on. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I mean you're gonna be marching for a long time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so both of you have expressed interest to me in the past about covering the Google School, so I just would like to know what your relationship with this uh with this crew is with this this gang of girls uh the original girl gang i feel like school school yeah such a great girl gang um i i feel i do feel like this one was on tv all the time when i was a kid i might have had the vhs tape but I might just be remembering it being on TV. Um, but I watched this one a lot. Um, and I, yeah, I just remember wanting to be friends with these, with this school gang uh, so much. It was just the best uh, collection of uh, absolute, just amazing girl characters that you don't usually see in Scooby-Doo that I just, ah, they were so much fun. Yeah. This one's truly for the ghouls. (laughs) For the ghouls. This one's for the ghouls. It's, it's even though Daphne and Velma aren't in it, it is girl centric for sure. It is girl centric. Um, my history with it is I don't really remember, but I just know that whenever I thought back on Scooby-Doo, it was this, the Boo brothers, maybe the reluctant werewolf, and then the four, like, major, like, direct-to-DVD movies, Zombie Island, uh, you know, you know the rest of them. Um, 
that just always stuck out in my head is like quintessential Scooby-Doo for me. And uh, when I was watching this, there were so many moments where I just felt like I couldn't tell you what would happen next. And I couldn't quote the movie, but it, everything just felt so innately familiar. Like when um, there's a point later on where the girls are in danger, they're 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 being brainwashed we don't have you know i'm not going to spoil it too much at this point in the podcast but like inside my heart i was like this is making me afraid and i think it's because i was a kid i was scared during this moment and i was i was really and it it's just an interesting feeling when something drags that up out of you yeah so i must have watched sure. it a lot like a lot as a kid so. i had the vhs mm-hmm. for this one um i would watch it all the time um the concept, I mean, I've just always loved monsters, you know what I mean? Like, come on, cool stuff. It was, it um, was always fun, too, when the monsters are real in this one. Like, anytime Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. turned the tables and said, no, 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 the monsters are real in this one, um, that was special. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, do you, this might be a reference that is uh, outside of where all of our pads meet but um are you familiar with the television show ned's declassified yes of course of course of course roxy roxy is on my side yeah. for sure um maggie it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> ned's declassified a fantastic television show um one of the most influential pieces of art for me as a child yeah um, i don't know yeah i think influential is definitely the right word to say I, I it felt like i was being prepared for something that never really panned out yeah. yeah. So, uh, Maggie, the plot of <laughs> Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide is it takes place in a middle school where the titular character Ned is giving you advice on how to be prepared for your middle school experience, right? Each episode tackles a different topic. So, like, one episode might be on science class or another one might be on your locker or whatever (laughs) just like literally anything they could find to write an episode about but the halloween special was special in that ned eats a bunch of candy and passes out and in his feverish sugar dream he imagines a reality in which the school is a school of monsters and every character is their own type of monster so like one character is a mummy one is a Frankenstein, one's a ghost, all of these things. And that was one of the most, that left such an imprint on my young brain, that entire segment. I That coupled with the ghoul school, I wanted nothing more than to be a zombie or a werewolf at, at school with other monsters. Like the concept was so, so rich and free to be mined. Well, for my generation, that was Halloween Town. There you right? go. You have yeah. all of these monsters living together in harmony as real, just kind of fun community that aren't there to scare yeah. people. They're just there having a good time being their normal, regular selves. Yeah. After my time, there was some. There was a line of dolls called Monster High, um, which was a similar thing, a bunch of teen girls who were all a different monster um and i remember that was a big thing for like a few years when i would be handing out uh, halloween candy with you know on trick-or-treating when i was in high school and stuff with my family uh there would always be 
little girls dressed up as Monster High characters, um, which seems like another really cool thing. It's a great idea. More people should just run with it. They still sell those at Target, I think. And then Descendants is kind of like a similar vein of of this. Mm -hmm. But really quick, um, the Ned's Declassified thing is interesting because I watched that show probably religiously, and I have no memory of that one episode which is strange because i would it would have been like my thing the one episode i the only episode i remember is the one where cookie comes in in the giant puffy jacket in the middle of like summer because he's like it's not summer yet or it's not spring yet it's still technically winter i'm not going to take this jacket off and he has a heat stroke and i always thought i was going to have a heat stroke as a kid i always thought it's the first episode it's the the first first day of school wow yeah maggie see this is great advice don't wear a puffy jacket to school on the first day yeah, yeah. It, it, clearly it I, I clearly I needed this show. You know, middle school maybe would have been a lot easier. <laughs> no, yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I mean, I also I think before I had this on VHS, I would rent it all the time for Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Going way back when I was a little wow. kid, because Blockbuster like closed down by the time I was like ten. But yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Blockbuster. I used to have like three right in in my town. I would just it was always so fun. Those like weird those cases that they had and they were like I don't know, the texture of them was strange, you know? Yeah. I remember those. One hundred percent. There is there is something about in honor of of kicking off movie month, uh, which maybe you know, I don't know if the movie month works, you know, maybe groovy scooby movie month we can workshop it make it longer that makes is it there better anything with january to Janu- january you can short you can shorten it to gruskamumo what is that like nanorimo but it's gruskamumo oh, wow maybe, wow, maybe like movie month like it's a like it's a ghost like a cow there's a no, cow like it's wrong? a ghost <laughs> ghost that would that Boop. ghost don't say moo Boobie month. Boobie month. okay well anyway there is <laughs> there is something about the stickiness of the scooby-doo movies versus the episodes mm-hmm. of, the, of the shows that you know yeah whether it was renting it from blockbuster or you had you had them at home or you saw them on tv over and over again um people really do remember them more and and connect with them more it seems like than necessarily like oh there's this one episode um yeah of the show even though as we get into this episode i do i I did kind of feel like it did just feel like three episodes of scooby-doo just kind of smushed together (laughs) i I think i could think of three episodes that have the same plots (laughs) in the three seconds (laughs) um the um, part of it that I really remembered was the, you know, if we get into, you know, get into it, Shaggy somehow gets hired as the PE teacher for this uh, school. Uh, you know, I didn't know he had the background, but that doesn't <laughs> seem that hard to be a PE teacher. He seems, he he spends a lot of time running. He runs very fast. This is true. So, on it a lot. Yeah. He's quite fit for someone who has, you know, eats all the time, so... Maybe he's a perfectly qualified. Yeah, maybe. And uh, in my memory of this, this movie was that it was all volleyball. 
that that was the whole yeah i don't wow i was the same way max i didn't remember a single thing that happened after the volleyball part i was like wait this is still going i thought i thought the volleyball game and training for the volleyball game i thought it was going to be a rocky-esque like we're spending Mm -hmm. a full 30 minutes training to become the best volleyball team so they and the climax of the movie was they were going to beat the Callaway boys in the volleyball game and that was going to be the end of the movie was the big triumph of the volleyball game I thought it was all about volleyball I had no memory whatsoever of the the evil very scary second part of the movie Mm -hmm. and maybe I just only ever watched first part yeah, maybe. And as often happens with kids, like you put in a movie and then your mom calls you to dinner cuts to, yeah, and yeah. you never finish the movie. It cuts to black for the commercial break and you're just like, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Got to No credits. And you're like, well, the game's over. It must be done. Yeah. And you just pop the VHS you just out. Kinda, right. That's so weird because my experience is like literally the exact opposite where my memory or at least like whatever vague vestiges of memory were left of this were exclusively post volleyball game. Like I remember very specifically the gift giving scene and the swamp, everything in the swamp and the castle. And then everything (laughs) before that, I was like, well, come on, like what's what's going on here? (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally the opposite. That's that's interesting. Um, Yeah. So we'll get into the plot right here in a second, but first let's talk about the back rat here. Um, Roxy, you alluded that this was part of a a trilogy, mm-hmm. the colloquially known as the Red Shirt Shaggy trilogy, because these were three TV movies in which Shaggy wears a red shirt. <laughs> and uh, it was Laundry Day. His this... green shirt was, you know, yeah, yeah often that. Yeah. It's uh, it's this one. It's Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers, mm-hmm. which was the first one, and then Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, which was. My favorite both as a kid. Um, both, both ones of those are good, I remember. I have a confession. You've never seen Boo Brothers? I've never seen Scooby-Doo in the Boo Wow. Which I know seems blasphemous for me to be even qualified yeah, to host this what podcast. Is going on here? And having never seen that. But I never did. It was never at the Blockbuster when I was a kid. Um, and since then, I've, I've, I've been saving it for a rainy you day. Watch you know? you got to watch it. There's... They're 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 at Beauregard Manor. They're like you have to watch it. <laughs> um, but did you know that these three movies exist as a part of an even greater collection of films? Tell me more. These three movies were produced by Hanna Barbera as part of the Hanna Barbera Superstars Ten. Ten. Which. 10, which through 1987 to 1988 were, were 10 directed, or not directed DVD, I need to stop saying that, television films starring Hanna-Barbera characters. Um, and I've got the full lineup for you here. Let me let me know if any of these names ring a bell to you. Any, anything jumps out as like, oh yes, of course, this classic that we all love. Yogi's Great Escape. The Jetsons meet the Flintstones. I that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yogi Bear and the Magical Flight of the Spruce Goose. <laughs> I watched that one every week. <laughs> Top Cat and the Beverly Hills Cats. The Good, the Bad, and the Huckleberry Hound. 
Rockin' with Judy Jetson, or Yogi and the Invasion of the Space Bears. Wow. All in on Yogi Bear during the late 80s, huh? They yeah. Love that that one's Bear. gotta be good. The Invasion of the Space Bears? Gotta be good. It's gotta I, be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I can almost guarantee that it is not. <laughs> well, agree no. to disagree. <laughs> I thought there would be a Jabberjaw movie. Josie and the nope. Pussycats. No, just nope. Yogi Bear, Yogi Bear, Yogi Bear. Wow. People mm-hmm. loved the picnic baskets. They loved, yeah. It's just so funny. Boo Boo and all the rest. Name, can you name a third character? <laughs> Quick. Um, There's the ranger. Uh, I don't know his name. He's the ranger. His name's probably like Dave or Dave. Jeff or Bob. It might just be ranger. Ranger Rick, Ranger, maybe? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, sure. <laughs> but the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. That was a big one. Yeah, was that big was one. like the sure, crossover yeah. event. Oh, Time the travel. That, that is the only other one to be released on home video. The rest are okay. lost to well, time. Well, the Scooby-Doo hmm. ones too, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Other than the three Scooby-Doos. Huh. Um, and fun fact... Uh, None of the uh, um, home video releases for these movies have Scrappy-Doo on the cover <laughs> because by that point they had decided that nobody would buy them if he was that there. That is so funny. I'm offended on his behalf. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. That's really tragic, I know. But, uh, I mean, maybe they were right. When When <laughs> is Scrappy Reclamation coming? Like, not even, not even like, for me or for, or for Maggie personally, but, like, I feel like... There has to be a moment where they go, let's try to bring Scrappy back. I think he'll be back soon, you know, um, because like this new era, because Scooby-Doo direct-to-DVD movies are really defined by eras, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, This new era kind of started with Return to Zombie Island, um, where they've been getting very abstract in their concepts Mm -hmm. um, and are, are really playing on the nostalgist like they've done zombie island they've done um the 13 ghosts mm-hmm. sequel film right uh i believe they have one in the works with uh they just did a crossover with curse the cowardly dog and now they're doing one with crypto the super dog so it kind of seems like they're doing like because there's always two movies a year so it kind of seems like one is going to be like the nostalgia play and the other is going to be a crossover of some sort so it would only make sense to finally make a movie that addresses what happened to Scrappy. The search for Scrappy. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just a slam dunk of a subject. If my I letter mean... writing campaign amounts to anything. <laughs> right. I mean, if you could bring Flim Flam back, like, come on. Flim Flam is as, as dead in the ground as Scrappy do. With peace and love. So the only thing that's brought Scrappy Doo back since he's been retired is the James Gunn movie, right? Yeah, and that is that, is, <laughs> that yeah, really is kind of the nail the in the coffin. Scrappy love in this country. Truly, a, a character assassination of the grandest <laughs> scale. I think <laughs> nobody asked um, for, absolutely <laughs> uncalled for. Yeah, I do think James Gunn just has some. Res- some personal issues he needs to work out in regards to Scrappy Doo because he really hates he that. He really guy. does. 
in this film, justified. He's the hero. He really, yeah, in some ways, Scrappy. They're all heroes. Scrappy and matches together. What a what a pairing. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they want, if they after this movie kicked Scrappy to the curb and just kept matches along for the rest of the series, I would have been overjoyed. I am in love with matches. He is my favorite little guy. That'd be fair. Matches a real breakout star. Yeah. 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 Um, are uh, are you going to talk about the other appearance of the of the? I forget the school name already, but the girls in this movie. Do you know? Do you know about this? Are you referring to the? Something okay, heroes. Yeah, okay, KO. Um, the show on Cartoon yes. Network that brought them back for a Halloween episode. Uh, I haven't seen it, but their designs are very cute, and I wonder if Matches is involved. They brought the girls back and had the original voice mm-hmm. actors for them as well. Very, very cool. Which is very yeah. cool. I don't know anything about okay, heroes. Let's go. I'm sure it's a cartoon that exists. Be um, fun. But that's that's cool that they did that. You know. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about yeah, let's go. Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Let's do it. Okay, can I say it? Very fun. <laughs> yeah, I go just want to, right off the bat, I just want to get started with this. This movie opens with Shaggy not understanding Scooby-Doo. And <laughs> it's so baffling to me. It's just, <laughs> it immediately is like, what are we doing here? It's a funny gag. It's not a driving funny gag. Machine. <laughs> that, yeah. Driving just a weird red van. Yeah, is this red van notable? Is this the only appearance? Uh, I think that they. I think it's from Reluctant Werewolf as okay. well. I don't think they drive the mystery I machine. I assume that Fred film. and Velma and Daphne have the mystery machine at this point. I can only assume. I've always thought of the red shirt years as being out of canon entirely, just being like. Like we've just taken these characters and plugged them into a different environment. This is a you know, this is a multiverse kind of... of madness situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you would put like um, it's like when Abbott and Costello would meet the monsters or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's like uh, it's just we're we're taking these comedic personalities and putting them into a different sort of setting and seeing what kind of antics can uh can occur. And naturally, Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy are as tight of comedic personalities as Abbott and Costello. Anyone can tell you this. We all agree. Um, Now, hold on. I I have an an interesting counterpoint to your theory, although it might not be a counterpoint, and we can get back to the main plot after this. But in the early 2000s direct-to-DVD movie Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, I believe that the alternate Mm. virtual version of Shaggy is Red Shirt Shaggy in that movie. This is now true. what is the yes. correlation there? You know, why did they give him a red shirt? Is that like a mistake? Did they did they rec- It's like uh it's like when you play uh Smash Brothers and you got two Luigi's on the field, one of them's gotta be purple. That's fair. Yeah, okay. All right. That's all I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> well, well I mean, hey, that. maybe maybe that will be explored at a later date uh. in Grooskamumo. Fiber chase lined up. Wow. I gotta listen to that one. You can talk about the. You have to talk about the video game. I will personally record an addendum to your podcast about the video. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. I will have plenty right. to say about the video game. <laughs> believe me. Believe me. But um, 
we drive up to the finishing school for ghouls, which is a, mm-hmm. which is a good bit. It's not, not a finishing girl. school yeah. for girls. For ghouls? It's for ghouls. Shaggy's got this somehow, as we've said, he's weaseled his way into this uh, this job, being the PE guy for a bunch of rich girls. Rich go- girls. I'm trying to say it with like an accent. So it... go- Goyles? <laughs> Is that how they pitched it to him? It's a, it's a school for girls. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, w- I would just assume I had misheard as well. Like, if I was having an interview over the phone for this position, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The finishing school for girls. Because that's a thing that exists in the yeah, real world. You know, not girls. <laughs> well, it's like by it's... this point. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You're right. Surely he's, got, he's seen a written contract of some sort, you know, gotten something with the stationery on it. I don't know. It's unclear in the world of this film to what extent other people are aware that they are real monsters, which mm-hmm. is which is funny. They're, they're... I think that the I think that the military kids know. Well, they seem to be. The, so there's this military school down the road. That's their rival uh, school, right? The the Callaway Cadets. The Callaway Cadets. Um, they like <laughs> at one point they meet matches the dragon, who's clearly mm-hmm. a dragon, and they're like, "Wow, those it's that it's those girls' weird dog." You know. You're right. The boys don't know, but I think that Colonel Callaway definitely. You think does. he knows? Well. When he visits the school, he seems very concerned by what's going on there. And yes, but he's not like he's not like what a weird looking butler you have. You know what I mean? Like you see he's been around, he knows what's going on. <laughs> I assume at least. But maybe not. Now, the the, the cadets do fly into a castle at the end. Uh-huh. So you think by then they maybe have gotten the picture. But you know it's, it's it's the 80s nobody's really that concerned with you know keeping their stories straight but it is <laughs> it is kind of a fun little game as you're watching to figure out like yeah who knows who knows what who's who's really uh on board with with what's real and what's mm-hmm. not uh um first person we meet is miss What's her name? Grims? Grimwood. Grimwood. It's, it's named after her, I guess. Uh, she's the headmistress. She's not that monstrous. She kind of just looks like looks a lady. Like Liza, she's just looks a lady. like Liza Minnelli. I, yeah. yeah. Great outfit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great energy, generally. A lot uh, of style. Love the lady. Would love to have gone to her school. She seems very fun. Eat her, uh, uh, her rotten brownies and her rotten uh, cookies mm-hmm. and her rotten corn. She's got a, a hand that hangs out. Uh, I guess that does that doesn't really explain yeah. it. That's a disembodied. <laughs> Thank hand. you. Yes. <laughs> Lots of people have hands. <laughs> Everyone who worked at my school had hands, I think. Uh, but yes, this is a a disembodied hand, very much like uh, the Adams family. You know, just classic mm-hmm. stuff. And then uh, you know she welcomes the, the the fellows to the school. They're um they're excited to be here, excited to get to work, until they meet the student body. 
Very, very spooky. The first person we meet is a flying vampire bat that turns into a girl named Sibella. Now, what to say about Sibella? Um, I can only say she's a lot. The characterization is a lot. Well, she likes to say fantastic, and mm-hmm. I am not sure what they are going with with her voice. Yeah, the voice is a problem. She, like, audibly moans every time she speaks. There's no other way to describe it. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, it's uh, look, she's a strong, powerful uh-huh. woman who's... Well, woman is woman is is a maybe a misnomer here because ostensibly she's supposed to be a child. Well, at least a teenager, yeah. at the oldest. Oh, she's not in, the youngest. No, nope. vampire years though. How old is she? She could be like, you know, two hundred. You don't ever know. There we go. I I have yeah. serious questions with a lot of the stuff in this movie, which we can get to later. But my first one right now is what are the names from like sabella sabella makes no sense i don't understand okay. sabella I, I, was, I understand some of the others i was hoping you would know I, what sabella was from no uh, sabella is the one Sabella's the only one i don't i have no okay, clue so you know the other all. ones i think okay, so I, yeah. I went over my head um right, well okay so i mean we have sabella she's a a, vam- a vampiress um she's got kind of Big purple mane of hair, uh, classic like Elvira light dress yeah. kind of situation going on, um, and then uh, then we meet Winnie the werewolf, okay. um, who's kind of brusque, uh, little tomboyish, lot of lot of great energy like from her. her. Really seems really She's fun, my really fiery, yeah. yeah. Uh, She's um, she's always howling and everything, just howling, 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 having a great howling. time. Better than moaning, I will say. Yes, I agree with that. So, what does Winnie mean? I want to go through these. I think Winnie's just a name that starts with a W, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, just is like a a cute name for a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we uh, get Phantasma. This one's easy to understand. She's a phantasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the She's a ghost. Good name. Killer loves... go-go boots. Yep. She's she's also great bubbly energy from her. Uh, she loves to play the organ because we should we should mention that all of these characters are the children of the iconic Universal monster characters. So Sabella is Dracula's daughter. She tells us explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, Winnie is the Wolfman's daughter, yeah. and then Phantasma goes with the phantom of the opera of course oh is that Um, what that was supposed to be yeah the design is the phantom of the opera uh the only problem (laughs) is that the phantom of the opera isn't actually a ghost um but you know it's not quite a one-to-one but it it matches she likes music you know she plays rock and roll piano hold on she plays regular piano and scrappy doo goes that's great but do you know rock and roll and that was right. so it was one of my favorite lines. The yeah. other line came earlier in the movie when he's introducing 
the headmistress to Scooby Doo, and she then uh, he says, um, "Where is it? That's my uncle Scoob. He and Shaggy have more moves than a Russian chess player." Yeah, that's a great. It's... Line. <laughs> yeah, we're we're deep in the Cold War right now. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only joke that isn't uh, pun related in this movie, I think, is that one. And um, then we meet Elsa Frankentine. Okay. Um, Elsa, I assume, coming from Elsa Lancaster, who played the Bride of Frankenstein in the original okay. film. And Franken. Um, she's got that classic black and white hair um she's she's really laid back and franken teen Mm -hmm, because she's a teen she's a teen although her dad is also named franken teen so the family name uh is it because they're frankenstein's monster and they didn't want to take frankenstein's names they're like what if we switched a little bit yeah 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 it's like when you come over from europe and you know, you got to change it, Ellis Island. Yeah. And they're like, Frankenstein's a little bit more hip for the '80s. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we meet the last and youngest member, the most adorable one. It's the mummy's daughter, who has a whole wing of the of the house dedicated to her. It's a whole tomb, you know, Egyptian crypt situation. Um, this is Tanis, the mummy's daughter. Um, now Tanis. Is a root, Tannis root. Okay. Only know this from my experience with supernatural media over the years. Um, used in spells. Um, I don't know. I guess it doesn't have anything to do with with mummies, but it's just a supernatural word. Did they use it to mummify people? Maybe in Egypt. Could be. Could be. I only know of it as like a witchcraft thing. Kind of crazy that none of them are witches. No witches. Well, Classic. Revolta is a witch. Mm, yes. Witches are evil. Yeah. So, That's what good point. Not to, good not point. to skip ahead to somebody we're, we're not going to meet for like another hour. <laughs> witches are evil. Um, but yeah, Tannis, she's, she's a little girl. Not a teen like the others. Um, she's very cute. Yeah. Pretty cute. She, always... she talks... Uh talks like a baby cute yeah but in, an, in a non-annoying way i guess is the best way yeah. to put that because that that is a character trait that could be very obnoxious i think they all have um, a shtick they all have you know even if it's pretty thin they all have a little mm-hmm. bit of a character trait and they all have a little bit of a you know oh yes defined I mean, personality yeah mm-hmm yeah, I mean, literally any time they're on screen, every character gets their own line that is somehow a joke related to what kind of monster they're on. Every, every sing- single time they're on screen. Like, um, I wrote down one. My mummy taught me to swim. I can do a Nile and a half. That was, mm-hmm. I think, my favorite pun in the whole thing. That one's pretty good. Because that one actually does track as a pun. Because a Nile could be a measure of distance for how long someone can swim. Mm-hmm. Because it's a body of water. How does she swim if she has bandages wrapped around her? I, there's so much I have to that I question in this. How can Sabella go outside yeah. during the day, but her dad can't? I, I get it. The the boys don't really seem to have any questions at all. Oh, no. <laughs> None. They're first like this is this is fucked. You didn't tell me they're monsters. We hate monsters. We're going home, and then 
the girls somehow convinced them. Well, they signed a contract. Question mark. They're legally not allowed to leave. I well, yeah, <laughs> but like the turnaround is very sharp and doesn't have any ground laid whatsoever. Well, I don't think. Contrary to the girls all having being very cool and all having some sort of defined personality trait, the boys are all so boring and have no personality traits. Oh, you mean the actual the boys? Cadets. The cadets. The cadets. Yeah. Yeah, I was referring to, I guess, yeah, I need to start using a different term, because usually on the show I refer to the boys as oh, Shaggy I see and Scooby, but, uh, yeah. yes, yes, you're right, yeah. Uh, yes. But, yeah, um, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby are hanging out, um, but yeah, then we, we learn next door is, are the Callaway mm-hmm. cadets, who are, as you say, some boring boys, <laughs> just some dudes. There are also five of them. Uh, and, and these the, these young men um, wow it is astonishing how for like 15 straight years all kids in cartoons looked exactly the same like th- this design like is identical to like Captain Planet yeah. or the Magic School Bus kids or whatever like they or the Burger King Kids Club <laughs> you know like they're all identical art styles it's crazy how like this is where it really sets it in 1988 for me is looking at these this slightly slightly diverse group of of kids (laughs) yeah without any real specificity yeah they cut back to these kids so often that i'm like are they just trying to fill the time here i don't well yes my my like my thing with this uh, which is why I found it so interesting that you two connected so strongly to the volleyball stuff is that I think you could literally cut the volleyball out of this movie, like that whole tournament aspect, and and it would be shorter and it would be a little more streamlined toward the plot they actually want to go for. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, it's just, I mean, you're objectively correct, yeah, yeah. Right. but the volleyball, volleyball's, volleyball's fun. pretty fun, <laughs> like, it's pretty fun. It's not a great introduction to these characters because they are spying on the girls at ballet practice no. when we first meet them. Yeah, which is not good behavior. We don't we don't appreciate that at all. No. Um, the ballet sequence doesn't go very well uh, at all. They're good. Shaggy um, and Scooby are good for like a second. They're doing some moves. Mm-hmm. It it yeah. was very difficult for me to watch. Shaggy and Scooby, two characters that I love, have to be PE teachers, probably my deepest, darkest enemies in all of <laughs> yeah. yeah. In all of history. It's true. Gym teachers are a, are a, they're some real revoltas, I'll say. Yeah. So that yeah. that was that was really that was really hard for me to swallow. Um Apologies if any gym teachers listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah. I won't apologize. Do better. Shaggy and Scooby have like a specific gym teacher energy too. It's not like the mean gym teachers. It's the gym teachers who are too enthusiastic about what they're doing. Which Yeah, they're like primary school gym teachers. Like they're teaching the little kids. But it's so weird because they're like traditionally like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not like this, but I always imagine uh, Shaggy and Scooby is too, they don't want to do this. Why are they so enthused to be teaching (laughs) gym at this place? I don't get it. It's not. Maybe it's also yeah, just weird I, for them to have jobs. Yeah. May, may, yeah. Maybe the rest of the gang finally cut them off, and they're having to make some money to support their lifestyle. Yeah. Could be cut off from uh, Daphne's fortune, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, we are then introduced to Colonel Calloway, who's just your classic, runs a boys' military school, you know, like, like tight-ass. I meant that as a personality trait, but, you know, take that physically as well. You do whatever you want. <laughs> drawn, pretty, drawn pretty tight, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he shows up, and he's... He's laying down the law because they're slacking by spying on these girls. Um, and what's important is that this volleyball game is coming up. Colonel Callaway wants them to win and keep the trophy because they win every year. Which, I mean, he's really obsessed with this volleyball yeah. game. Um, but then, our favorite little stinker matches, steals the volleyball. Matt, okay. Matches is so good. Uh, Matches is great. I, I looked it up. It said he was voiced by Frank Welker, which was mm-hmm. icon. Incredible little like jibber jabber, mm-hmm. snarling sounds. Minion the, speed. Yeah, I would say. Yes, it's pretty. Cl- yeah, it's close to like Fidget from the Great Mouse Detective. Okay. The little bat guy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But like more of a just out monster who doesn't speak english no you know there there was one part i had the subtitles on and there was one part that they just straight up gave him a line of dialogue and then yeah he gets like a word in here and there but it's 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 hard to hard to to parse for sure but what what Um, a great what a great little guy they really should have i i would have loved if he had come back I mean, I like I like matches a lot. I like him so much that I almost didn't notice that this he's him stealing the volleyball sequence lasts like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is so long. I was like, oh, so they just lost the volleyball, and then that just becomes a thing that they have to get it back. And I'm like, I don't care. Matches like go back to the the girls. <laughs> matches is the only new character with like I would say a personality beyond one trait. And he, I mean, he has one trait. He's just grumpy. Yeah. But, like, it feels more like a complete character, just that. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he is just, every time Scooby is near him, he gets a headache and he wants to kill Scooby-Doo. It, he hates, he Scooby-Doo. hates Scooby-Doo. And it's very, uh, not relatable, but, you know, you get that. Like, you know, everyone's been, yeah. like, with that with one person. He knows know? there can only be so many animal side it's, characters. <laughs> yeah. It's like the episode of The Simpsons where we find where there's a character, the Homer's enemy, where there's with Frank Grimes, where there's finally a character that is like fed up with Homer and doesn't find him like, like lovable at all. That's that's that's, (laughs) uh, matches is the Frank Grimes for Scooby Doo, where he's just like, I, what are you doing? This guy's a moron. He fucks everything up. Stop it. Spitting on me, please. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. It's not endearing that he's stupid. I don't care that he's a dog. He's still annoying. so great which these are not my words these are mattresses yeah, words yeah. of course love scooby-doo he's all of our best friends um but yes yeah um then we cut to the boys are gonna have their first so i need to call them shaggy and scooby the teacher the, the adults the... <laughs> <laughs> the teachers. Yeah. yes they've got their first real uh real planned activity for physical education which is they're going to take the girls on a run they're going to do it mm-hmm. um they wear these really fun athletic <laughs> outfits um incredibly 80s 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scooby's just got like a like a hoodie on, looking like a like a pissed off football coach <laughs> in an NFL game or something. <laughs> uh, Shaggy, just wow, uh, real short shorts and uh, graphic tee. Yeah. Um, he's just. I think he's got a basketball. He's thin as a stick too. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Good, good look for yeah. them. Um, and like we say, you know, every every scene, the girls each have one line, and it has something to do with their their bit. You know, so it's like it's like um, like like Winnie is is running on all fours instead of uh, standing up, or uh, or. Um, Tannis is 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 you know trailing her her bandages behind. Yeah, good stuff. Fun stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, good little little uh business for them. Um, but uh, while this is going on, Scrappy notices some plants that have eyes on them. This was my f- favorite line in maybe the whole i think this is where it happens but we have these these spy plants that show up mm-hmm. with the with the eyeballs yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and the shaggy and scooby they're 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 all hungry because all the food is that, that are that's here is all rotten because they're Monsters. Oh no 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 no! It's, we're not even oh, we're at not the even food yet. Mrs. Grimwald has Grimwood has made there's a there's really lovely spread of steaks that the boys are ecstatic to get to chow down on, and then she feeds them to these plants. That's right. That's right. These these Venus flytrap plants get to eat these steaks and then she never she cares very much about these plants to make them actual normal food but she never offers the teachers any actual food she really all. doesn't feed always it's yeah, just there. monster no. garbage so uh, at one point uh sabella the vampire goes and gets them pizza mm-hmm. and uh comes back with kind comes back with pizza that's uh, snail cobweb and mm-hmm. uh, some other topping that was equally spooky. Um, they they have rotten crab apples yeah. all over the, the 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 grounds. You know, just nothing hospitable here at all. Shaggy and Scooby um, keep eating the food. They do this about they do this yeah. four times maybe in the whole movie. They eat the food and they go, "Wow, this is so good!" And then they t- find out what's in it and they go, "Ew, never mind." They like scream, and I'm just like, "Keep eating the fucking pizza." <laughs> if you liked <laughs> it, it the first good. time, I would eat it. Come on, yeah, yeah. Snails is an actual food. Yeah, sounds good. I eat cobwebs all the time. Cobwebs, cobwebs is a, that's that's organic material. Yeah, you can eat that. You can pick it off if you need to. Uh, but but the, uh, the yes the spy the spy plants, plants. Mag- Maggie what was the, what was the line <laughs> that the spy plants have uh, uh, the uh, Scrappy says uh, oh look there's eyes the plants and and uh, Scooby says rice where's no not rice. 
eyes. Yeah, they really are are playing into the speech impediment. This this film. Yeah, I don't, okay. Which, like Roxy says, normally in Scooby Doo, they don't they don't uh, yeah. acknowledge that uh, that Scooby talks differently, or yeah. sometimes you don't even really know if they're understanding Scooby at all. But uh, there are a couple <laughs> of bits in here where they're like actually acknowledging, uh, no, misunderstanding Scooby Doo mm-hmm. on purpose yeah. for a bit. Uh, so rice, no, not rice. The, 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 well, the, yes, the the rice is attached to these spy plants, and who is spying on the Ghoul School? But the true villain of Scooby Doo and the Goose Ghoul School, Revolta, and, and her minion, the Grim Creeper. Grim Creeper. I like the Grim Creeper. Don't... We don't meet until like an hour into this movie, I feel Yeah, like. this is like a full, yeah. Like, the, Revolta and the Grim Creeper. Are we not going to talk about the volleyball game at all? I'm sorry. We're going to get there. I'm just saying, they lead, they, they, they laid the groundwork by up. having Revolta. She keeps, she keeps showing up and being like, oh, I have this plan to <laughs> overtake all of the ghoul's school and with you grim creeper and then she never acts on it until like the last 20 minutes of the movie she just keeps showing up being like this coming up soon don't forget about she, me i'm she coming knew the volleyball game had to be over this is i guess this is as good as chance of any to ask this question how long do you think this movie takes place over because there's it's inexplicable. There is evidence for it happening over the course of months, but there's also evidence for it happening over the course of one single calendar day. Yes. Well, the, no, well, I hang can, on. Well, okay, so we they know that once. they show up one night and then they wake up the next morning because Matches attacks the rooster yes, in a very funny yes. scene. Well, don't um, we have a Halloween? That's after That's after the, the, the volleyball. Right. I believe that from their arrival to... The end of the volleyball game is less than twenty-four okay. hours. I would assume because I would assume that they what arrived next, at the first day of school, yeah. which is maybe September first. What happens next is Callaway goes, "All right, boys, I I gotta go set up the volleyball game that we do every year," because <laughs> they're like practicing or whatever. They're doing boy things like push-ups or you know, I don't know garbage and he's like all right i'm gonna go set up the volleyball game we do it every year he goes over meets with grimwood right have a very funny scene where the uh the the octopus butler serves him toadstool tea and uh and um torture chair rotten brownings yeah yeah he gets put in the torture chair very funny he's scared by sabella as anyone would be um and uh and then uh, he has this this conversation with Grimwood and um, Shaggy and Scooby show up and and he's like, "All right, you two are the are the PE guys." And they're like, "Yes, sir. We gotta play this volleyball game. Uh, let's synchronize our watches." So they have a synchronize their watches joke. Never really understood what that meant fully. I mean, I guess I understand the concept, but I don't I don't understand why your watch just wouldn't already be on where the time is but um well, i guess back before I like know. the internet and cell phones you didn't really know what time yeah. it was except for other people telling you what time it was but specifically right. in this movie i don't really understand the point of it 
I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like when it is used in media, it never actually makes any sense for them to be doing it. Um, <laughs> but they're synchronizing their watches for 1,400 hours. That's when the volleyball game is going to be. And right, and then Shaggy says, that's great. We have 1,400 hours to get ready for the volleyball game. Yeah, bet. exactly. Which? what? It is funny. It is a funny joke. I'll laugh. Hold on. Uh, and then uh, turns out 1,400 hours means 2 o'clock, and now it's 1 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, they have one hour for this volleyball game. They've not practiced whatsoever. Right. And guess what? They're not going to again because instead they go swimming, swimming. Um, instead of playing practicing volleyball. Yeah, so the fact that they are surprised by the by how far, how long, like how short it is to the game, and the fact that they didn't practice, it feels like they went to sleep, they woke up, mm-hmm. they did the run, they had lunch, they met with the guy, mm-hmm. volleyball game, and then the party yep. felt to me like it was the same night, like the. It does feel then, yes, but there is a there is a commercial break between those two things, so maybe that in between that commercial break, a month yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning is when the swamp happens. So this whole movie felt like right. it took place over the course of two calendar days, which is just, an, it, it's funny to me. I do never... Well, I genuinely could. They never I go to school. Could. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, there's no ghoul classes, which I would have loved to see. Oh, oh. so much. That would have been a dream. I, as a, as a kid, I would like play Harry Potter with my mm-hmm. friends, which just meant pretending yeah. we were teachers and, and like i can't imagine what this would have done in my brain if i would have seen monster school oh it did all kinds of stuff to me i would imagine all like going to class with, with ghosts and zombies yeah. and stuff and learning about the history of werewolves or whatever <laughs> awesome. or ghost math ghost what does no, that even I, mean i don't know but i i don't know because i've never been to cool school well they a volleyball game and then their dads <laughs> come for parents weekend and are you rushing us through the volleyball yeah, sequence? You don't no, trust me maybe? we're we're gonna do a play-by-play of the volleyball game don't get me wrong but uh <laughs> you know one other thing they do do at the ghoul school is uh make robes for their dads they make robes. well they also do deep shrieking which is a part that i didn't i had great distaste for <laughs> the deep shrieking exercise instead of deep breathing Uh it's deep shrieking which just meant that they screamed a bunch (laughs) and i was just not having it i was like the vultures on the roof putting on the earmuffs and then flying away i'm okay Um, to your point maggie i felt like the entire purpose of ghoul school is so you take specialty classes in which you can make a gift for your father (laughs) You make something for your dad, yeah. and then you get you do the volleyball game. fit enough to play volleyball. And then that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a finishing school, so it it's I guess it's not mm-hmm. maybe you know academics right. aren't uh, first and foremost here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the swimming sequence truly is filling time entirely. Um, it's just like Scooby Doo falls in the pool in the moat. And there are two-headed sharks, and then everybody goes swimming, um, and so they all get their little line. And Sabella says it's fantastic to go swimming or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bats about it. 
And, and Re- Revolta's watching again. She's like, I'm coming soon. Once they stop They're swimming now, but soon they will be mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing, so, I watched this with my partner, and the one thing they said was, if you hate puns, this is not the movie for you. I think it was their it, only it, comment. It's every line. Yeah, they're right. Well, the other thing is, it would be one thing if it was varied puns, but it's just the same three puns over and over again. Fantastic, no bats about it, and do you need a hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's not great. Which I was um, fine with. They're great puns. Yeah, you know, it's. I loved the part where they get out of the water and then uh, and then matches gives them a blow dry, where he just torches them with fire. Mm-hmm. Really fun. And then like Winnie's got her hair all poofed out her fur. Pretty cute. Good fun joke. Yeah. Uh, and then it's volleyball time. It's volleyball time. All right, let's get. Truly, they've done no preparation. They don't even have a net on the net or lines on the court. Um, but uh, don't worry, there's a spider named Legs that's huh. going to take care of that. Oh, that's so good. This legs. spider, great, great spider name. Incredible, doing. It, I don't know how spiders make webs. Uh, making the <laughs> making the net as they go. It's incredible. He's a real trooper. Um, eventually, he gets fed up with with uh, with with everything, and and uh, and she, <laughs> Mrs. Grimswood, has to offer sp- spider treats, which I guess are flies. <laughs> He'll continue doing his job Goodness. because they just keep fucking up the net. That's, uh, that's labor um, rights right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they need a ref. Um, so they nominate Scrappy Doo to do this. Mm-hmm. To give them- and at first I was like, that seems like a conflict of interest. But then I remembered that this is Scrappy Doo. And he's got no loyalty to anyone. And he's just a little obnoxious person who is a stickler for the he's rules. Honest. He's Roxy, honest. Roxy, are you hearing this? I'm hearing this. He's honest. Honest. He's honest. Whatever. You know, he has no, you're right, he has no allegiance. He's not a teacher. And he doesn't really have much to do here. Well, he doesn't, you know, like, if, if they kick him out of the school, he'll go over to the military school. He'll fit right in there. Are you kidding me? He would be so good over he'll fit there. right in there. He'll be the most colorful. Get that masculine there. energy out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one cadet, the only cadet who had a visual style that connected with me. And it was the one who had, like, the shortest crop top I'd ever seen. Uh, his shirt came up to like his neck is how short it was <laughs> and that was the only thing i remembered about them besides uh i did write here um in all capitals affirmative 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 that's a negative mm-hmm. on the double that's a negative on the double so clearly at some mm-hmm. point i was just kind of over what they were saying <laughs> they say they, they use military speech a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. not only they that are. but they're a bunch of cheaters they are, they are cheaters cheating. but to be fair the ghoul school is cheating left and right. There needs to be some ground rules to this game because, like, Tannis is tying her her bandage to the thing and then, like, not like swinging it back when the boys try to hit it. You know, um, Phantasma's going straight through the net to hit the ball before they even hit it over their side. That all seems fine to me. Frankie's got super strength. It's insane. Now, see, they're using the... they're using their own natural abilities, and the mm-hmm. boys over there are using technology. And that's true. They do introduce technology into the midst when they start losing yeah. it, like a bunch of. They swords. tamper with the ball. The ghoul, the girls aren't 
tampering with the ball. They're 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 just you know. They're it's doing... a real uh, deflate gate situation over here. Yeah, <laughs> there is one of the cadets who is somehow a robotics expert in 1988 and he rigs this remote control device in the ball that lets him control it um this is the plot of one of my absolute least favorite episodes is scooby-doo and scrappy-doo where instead of fighting monsters or solving a mystery at all they just go to a basketball game and they're basketball players with uh remote controlled shoes well, that's an incredible episode i don't know what you're talking about I hate that episode, Maggie, so much. It's terrible. Not what I'm looking for in Scooby-Doo. But Ethan over here wants in this monsters case, in his Scooby-Doo. In this case, there's at least monsters playing in the volleyball game, so I think it's okay. good. That's the key difference there. How? Yes. What kind of advanced technology does this military school? Is this like an like a secret arm of the U.S. government? Because like it's making this, it's unbelievable. It's making this ball hover and move by itself. He's got drone technology in 1988. Not only that, but they it. they have a gyrocopter later. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they have like a straight up out of a James a Bond movie. Pack. <laughs> a jetpack. A jetpack. They're just like, oh, here, Budge or Hush or whatever the big guy's name is. We're going to put a jetpack on you so you can win the game. It's like, excuse me? Ghouls and ghosts <laughs> and evil potions, fine. I draw the line at jetpacks and gyrocopters. I swear to God, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. So yeah. what um, what year was uh, Top Gun, Desa? 85? The comparison. It is, so, it is in like the that. 80s. Maybe 87? That's another... Maybe 86? That's another uh, iconic 86. 86. military-themed 86. Uh, volleyball game. That is very true. Yeah. Great point. Wow. <laughs> Great point. Volleyball, Volleyball having, a having a moment in the late yeah. 80s. Um, Truly astonishing that we don't get a, a thriller ripoff at any point in this film. That wow. Pretty yeah. crazy. Wow. You're. I wonder if they tried and couldn't get the rights. Yeah. Michael Jackson. I mean, that just no. seems like an absolute slam dunk <laughs> necessity for this movie. Is a is a is a thriller moment. <laughs> you would um, think, but I guess not. I guess not. Um, maybe it's already uh, been over. It's been like six years since thriller, so maybe. Do you think? That, do you think <laughs> they care? <laughs> you know. But I truly, I I'm 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 watching this movie yesterday, and um, you know, we get we get through the volleyball sequence, and I'm like, great. Well done. I will say Shaggy's not doing his job at all as the coach of this team. Yeah. They don't ask him for help. He's sitting on the sidelines eating hot dogs. Yeah, Scooby True. does more. While playing the Scooby game. does more for the game than than, than Shaggy does because he eats. Yeah, the, what are you doing? Control. This is this is what you were hired to do is win this game. I mean, they win. He did his job. Yeah. Okay. Sure, they win because Scooby Doo messes like accidentally swallows the receiver to the volleyball and starts hiccuping and the volleyball goes everywhere. Which I think Which is, is a fun bit. I like same thing that happens in that basketball episode. Yes, yes, and that was the early eighties that that happened. Wow. So yeah, it's only Scooby Doo ripping has, themselves off. has never recycled uh, <laughs> plot. Never. It's always been a, never, a show of like watched. high quality and just incredible creativity. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But they do win, yep. and uh, that was very... They do win. They win by one point. It's very uh, uh, important for me uh, as a young girl to watch them uh, beat those really uh, boring, uh, horrible, cheating boys. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to I wanna put forth an argument here that the end of the volleyball arc of this movie, so, so it were, is the final scene in which this movie is about girl power because from here on out the girls are pretty much brainwashed and completely saved by boys and that kind of made absolutely. me a little bit. I agree. yeah absolutely 100 percent. i agree second half needs to be more about the girls yeah. but before we talk about that no we're at the halfway point so we have to play a we have to do something a new, a new something <laughs> we usually would play scooby or not scooby at this point but what we're going to do instead is a special segment each week of Gruskamumo. <laughs> Locking that in. <laughs> I've said it three times now. That's what it has to be. Oh. Groovy Scooby Movie Month. Each week is going to have its own special segment. And for this week, I have found on the internet some love loving soul out there about 10 years ago made a quiz what scooby-doo and the ghoul school character are you um just judging by the writing and the quality of the quiz it had to have been a very young person and i just much love to them wherever they are at this moment in their life um but we're gonna find out which which girl we are Sound is it good? just the girls okay. yes it's just the girls there are eight questions eight questions All right. Is this a is this a consensus? Okay. Is this how are we doing? I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep track of all of our answers because it's it's so old that it's not even a <laughs> this is like a vanity fair quiz. A, yeah, it's not even like a click a, a, a click and oh. then get a result. It's a if you answer blank for blank, you get okay, this. Okay. So okay, here we go. Um, favorite color: light blue and white. Blue. Purple or pink? <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Um, well, light go. blue and white for me. Okay, Honestly, light blue and white. I'm going to say blue. Blue for me. Roxy gets blue. Um, I will say purple. Okay. I that's, like purple. That's fantastic, Ethan. <laughs> yes, it is. Favorite drink? Lemonade, vanilla Coke, anything fizzy, or water? That's going to be a lemonade for me. Lemonade for Roxy? Well, um, who doesn't love a good vanilla Coke? Maggie picks vanilla Coke. I'm going to say anything fizzy. If you could go on holiday, where would you go? Uh, let's see. Egypt? The cemetery? <laughs> Hawaii? Or anywhere? Hawaii? And anywhere? <laughs> Egypt? Um, yeah, you thought you were on to the quiz with those first two. But... Cemetery, Hawaii, or anywhere? I'm going to go on vacation to the cemetery. 
Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> sure. That's my answer. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's a, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Roxy picks the cemetery. Great place to go on vacation. Honestly, it's been a long time since I've been on vacation, so I'm going to go anywhere. Okay. Very good choice. And then I will say Egypt. Okay. Hey, you okay. might see Maggie there. You don't know. Yeah, look. That's true. It's going anywhere. You're right. I could be anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Okay, what is your favorite moment of Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School? <laughs> is it howling to the music? Ballet class? The Halloween open house? Or meeting Scooby-Doo? Don't know what that one means. Who is meeting Scooby-Doo? Yeah, which we, place? Or they, or <laughs> have you heard of this? Yeah. Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> dog talks. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the open house for me. Yeah, open house for. Maggie. I gotta say the open house too. I think. Yeah. Roxy picks open house. You know, I really actually love the opening credits where they're talking through the yeah. uh, the Headlights. camera. So I'm going to pick meeting Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. When Scooby what a guy. The, he shoves the circle over to Shaggy. Pretty good. Yeah, th that's yeah. really great. Okay, question number five of eight. Oh, there's eight. This question is, pick a number. Two, three, <laughs> one, or four. What? Ooh. Two, three, one, or four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pick a number. Um, three, obviously. Three. Okay, so that is the second option. I was not the third. Um, I'm gonna go with four because my birthday's in the fourth. I'm gonna do that. Four. Ooh. I will pick one. Number one. one. All right. You have one Transylvanian dollar. What do you spend it on? Pizza for my friends. I don't have any pockets. <laughs> Dunno. Or anything that costs one dollar. <laughs> Once again, your options are pizza for my friends. I don't have any pockets. Dunno. Dunno. Or anything that costs one dollar. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be six or five? I forget how many girls there are. Why wouldn't there are five <laughs> girls? You'd think there would be five. There'd be five answers. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so you're going yeah, with no. Good no. call. I don't like leaving. Uh, I don't like leaving any money on the table. So I'm gonna go with anything that costs one Transylvanian dollar. Good call. Uh, I also don't know. <laughs> I'm really glad, you know, more quizzes need to have an answer to no, because... No, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Pick a random statement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oogity boogity. Jesus Christ. Here comes daddy. No. Look behind you. I'm going bananas. These are all terrible choices. Oogity boogity. Here comes Daddy. Look behind you. I'm going bananas. Jesus. I'm going bananas, obviously. <laughs> uh, 
Boogity boogity. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can't be the second one. Uh, I'll pick. You got. Uh, I can't pick the second one. You got a choice I'll go look behind. <laughs> also pretty bad. <laughs> okay, this last one is pick a smiley. So your options okay. are colon O, colon K, colon D, colon P. These are all capital letters. So colon O. Ethan. I've been on oh, the I, internet. Ethan, please, please, please. Yes. Colon K, colon D, colon P. Pick a smiley. You mean an emoticon? Yeah. I'm just reading the question as it is written. So... Uh. Colon P. Yeah, colon P. It's like, if you have to, if if I got, like, stats at the end of my life, that would be, like, the most used thing on the keyboard for me. Mm. Okay. So. Oh, I didn't pick one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to just use the colon. Uh... Wait, I'm sorry. Which one did you, you both picked which P. one? P. P. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure. I didn't want to. Okay, I'm going to go colon D, just a classic smiley face. Right. You know? What is Hey, I never knew what K was. I don't know what that I've never is heard of this one. I've seen it. All... It doesn't seem like... Is it Whiskers? Is it a cat face? Maybe. I don't know. Speaking of, speaking I don't of know. cats. Okay, I've got... <laughs> okay, uh, let me... Okay. Okay. Okay, I've got our results. Bated breath. Roxy. Okay, let's go. Come on. You are Tannis. Okay. Hey. Cool. The mummy girl. Sure. Yeah, the baby. All right. Maggie, you are Frankie Teen. <laughs> I know you wanted Winnie. I can see your fingers crossed. But you got Frankie. Frankie's nice. Okay. She's she's cool. Is friendly. Her name Elsa? You're right, Elsa Frank Frankentine. I just assumed it was Frankie. <laughs> she goes by Frankie to her friends. <laughs> um, I got Sabella. Wow. Um, that purple wow. really, uh, it really doomed you. It was. <laughs> yeah, I just picked the color that she <laughs> that that she wears. Yep. I. Uh, I mean, do we think any of this tracks with any of our personalities? Uh. No, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm pretty much a Sabella through. Yeah, through, yeah, you're the Sabella of the group here. I'm always talking like her. Absolutely. <laughs> you're always turning into a bat and flying off. It's all it's all fantastic, you know? It's all great. Um but uh, yeah, that was our wonderful diversion. Um much love. Let's see. Does she ha- does I does this person have a name? No. It just posted this to quizwiz.zwigglers.com. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, now it's back to Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, the second half. Really clean, cleanly defined first and second half to this movie, I would say. Um, second half starts out very strong because it's open house night. Halloween night. Yes. Parents are coming. 
It's Parent Appreciation Day. Mm. This is not good news for Shaggy and Scooby. They're really, really freaked out. Right, they've done um, their about face again. Yeah, they've they've really warmed up to these monster girls, but the idea of more monsters being their no. parents showing up can't have that. Um, I like that all of the parents seem to be like divorced dads. There's not a single mom <laughs> oh. in the picture at all. Right, yeah, um, these uh, these girls don't have moms, uh, or their moms didn't come. You know, canonically, there is a bride of Frankenstein. I was gonna say yeah. there's at least one that they could do is as like doesn't Dracula there's a bride of Dracula too? Yeah, I don't think here? I don't think the Wolfman has a bride, but there's at least two. Dracula's sure. bride is a little bit a little bit more niche, I think, than than the bride of Frankenstein. And also, I mean, he's known for womanizing. It would make sense for them to be divorced with that question. Also, Elsa uh, has the hair of her mother. No. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very. Bride of Frankenstein's dead. It's very fun that uh, that these are all the Universal monsters, and that the voice actors are doing impressions of uh, yeah. of the monsters. You get like a big yeah, it's great Peter Lorre uh, impression going on. It's a little fun, a little funny. Yeah, Easter egg. It is good. Um, the Dracula guys are just doing Dracula. Dracula. Mm-hmm laying into right. it really really committing um well that's just what vampires sound like yes yeah. so i mean he know. is playing dracula but yes we all know the vampires do talk that way we all know this. we get back to my notes um yeah so they're they're setting up uh all talk again revolta i've got it this time He's- the Parents are here, but when they leave, then it's my time. But tomorrow, it's actually <laughs> tomorrow. She says, uh, look at them. They've all gotten soft as she like watches the parents go in. But she seems pretty afraid of them. She doesn't enact on this plan. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Ethan, you're, uh, <laughs> your Revolta impression is um, sounding uh, some, of the best, some of the best work I've ever heard you do on this podcast. <laughs> thank you thank you uh, um i did do a little bit of of homework apparently the the um actors they got for revolta and for uh, miss grimwood were like kind of famous actors oh yeah mm-hmm. who do we got so is it uh is it um lauren bacall it is lauren bacall no it's audrey hepburn mm-hmm. so it's glennis johns plays ms grimwood and ruda lee plays revolta glennis johns was uh, um i mean i really only knew her from uh she's the mom and mary poppins but she was in a bunch of other stuff she was like a British. A liberated woman. <laughs> right, a suffragette. Um, mm-hmm. She's a British, famous British um, actor. That's great. And then Ruta Lee, I think, was like a little bit less famous, but still famous-ish. I don't know, probably. Did movies. Made, made a bunch of movies and, and TV, and I don't know. Um, and I looked up, I, you know, did these people ever, these were two women of the screen and stage did they mm-hmm. ever uh do anything together um and apparently they both starred in a failed sitcom that also aired in 1988 
called Coming of Age. Uh, mm. About old people living in a retirement home. Wow. I love Coming of Age. I watch it all the time. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny trivia. It is. That is it fun. Is. It's also interesting because I thought the same thing when I was watching it. I was like, this role, specifically for Grimwood, screams we got someone famous to do this. It, you know? Yeah. She, she's really giving a hammy performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a weird kind of specific accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the um, decision making was at the time that they were like, we got Glennis Johns. Doesn't, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know kids. if that's how you pronounce well, it. Those are the parents, you know, that's what they gave the parents. They were like, you're going to so, watch yeah. this. You get to get it. You get a Glennis Johns performance out of this. If you, <laughs> if you sit with your kids. Straight out of coming of age. Straight out of the- Whoa. <laughs> No, maybe. I mean, maybe that's how they got it. They were both on ABC or whatever. <laughs> how many movies or TV shows over the years do you think just let a little, like the showrunners, let a little curse out under their breath when they found out Coming of Age was taken by a failed sitcom and they couldn't use it anymore? <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. A great point. No. Uh, yeah, there was a little episode on YouTube in full with. Uh, uh, re- Did you watch the whole thing? <laughs> oh God, no! It was so bad. <laughs> uh, I watched the first like eight minutes uh, just to get through to because it was um, it had the original commercials were in there. So that's oh, that's which is that. which is, that which is, is very fun. Um, yes, it was like yes, a nice yes. uh, Ziploc bag commercial back when you had to advertise oh. for Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful! What what wonderful technology! Yeah. Incredible! What a modern world we live in. Uh, and uh, so yeah, so I, I just kind of fast forward and watched commercials, but um, yeah, could it was really uh, rightfully canceled. It was incredibly, incredibly bad. Uh, well, don't watch Coming of Age, everyone. That's our. It's <laughs> the PSA. <laughs> That's my plug. I'm gonna reboot it. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy Metal presents Coming of Age. <laughs> yeah, I guess start a Kickstarter. <laughs> um, well, they're all here. We got Dracula. We got the Wolfman. Phantom of the Opera. The Mummy. Who am I forgetting? Uh, did you say Frankenstein? Wolf. I was going to say Wolfman again. Yeah, Frankenstein Sr. is here. Uh, and, um, and Shaggy and Scooby are really freaked out. Yeah. They try to bail. They try to literally run away on their duties and these these girls that they've grown attached to. They're going to abandon them in a heartbeat. Uh, But then the mummy gives them a hug. Yeah. Nice little hug from the mummy. It's very sweet. And they say, we don't want to kill you. We're so thankful that you've made our daughters heroes. Winners. 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 They've got the trophy. Which makes me wonder what would have happened if they had lost the game. <laughs> they would have been <laughs> never found. Would have not been good for them. Not been good. Uh, but yes, as we have alluded, they all get gifts from their daughter. This scene is, the, like, it was, I just was like, I remember this in my heart, this scene. Just the images yeah. of Dracula getting the robe and... The, the juicer, the juice. I don't know why. But the, the juicer, juicer is incredible. It's like, it's like 
so it feels like a pivotal moment in my life that you I, I, I mean this is the best sequence in the movie oh, hands down. yeah like, it's on, pretty fun uh but yeah yeah when he gives winnie the werewolf gives her dad a juicer that's shaped like an iron maiden Very good. like a torture device <laughs> thing where you slam the lid shut and the juice comes out incredible gift i would like that now just to make lemonade Please. it's not even anything gross it's just like so you can have some lemonade dad <laughs> It's yes, like something yes. you would find in um, Sky Mall magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oriental trading. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, the Sabella one. I'm sorry, but it the, the, the sequence weirded me out. The robe? <laughs> yes. The way she... Because it, it just is the voice. The voice. She was just... She was like... Daddy, I made you this robe. Also, Daddy it Dracula. On. That's 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 fair. Yeah, yeah. Daddy, look at how well it, it fits you, Daddy. And I was just like, this is. I don't know. I'm not vibing with this part. It is, is that fun what when Daddy sorry. is supposed to mean in, the, in that quiz? <laughs> it's fun when he tries on the robe. No, because I didn't pick it and I got Sabella, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Trying to steer us away from Daddy Talk. Yes, I'm sorry. So Go ahead. <laughs> Maggie, please. He tries on the robe and he looks at himself in the Look behind mirror, you. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't have a reflection. Pretty yes, fun. that is fun. That is really fun. Pretty fun. I also love that Matches is upset that he didn't get a gift. And then Sabella's like, don't worry, Matches. I made you a robe too. And it's fireproof. That is very cute and very wholesome. I like that a lot. Matt just tries to burn the, the robe and it doesn't burn. He's like, this is great. Once again. You can tell how yeah. excited he is. You should always, always get your pets a uh, a gift. Holidays. Elsa, not Frankie, Elsa, um, gives her dad a portable shock man. Like, yeah, like a Walkman. Is, mm-hmm. is this a Frankenstein thing? I mean, electricity is... I guess. I guess he needs to stay alive by shocking himself constantly. I didn't know that's like an introduction. Well, she like holds it out and then the lightning strikes it and she's like, it's got a rechargeable battery. <laughs> Just like that. Like, I guess juicers and Walkmans were both big uh, 80s. It's huge gadgets. Gadgets. The holiday season yeah. in 1988. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Um, Tannis gives her dad a nightlight, but it's a fright light Light for for the uh for your coffin even the darkest coffin or something is that what she said Mm -hmm. pretty good but then phantasma has composed a song a whole song not rock and roll with but not rock well i mean it's got this organ being played by her and the hand at the same time and then the octopus starts playing the drill aquaman really James Wan was like, I'm going to watch school school. going to remember this one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, it's revealed that this can only last one night because for some reason the monsters will die in the sunlight. All of them. <laughs> not the kids. Um, they do Not the kids. Yeah. Once not they the come kids. of age, they will die in the sunlight. Maybe it's only with like the Y chromosome or something that that trait gets passed down. So, so none of these girls are trans. Is that what you're saying? It's a. I mean, that's a great point. Wow, that's a great point. The letterbox reviews oh. of this movie would disagree with you on that. Yeah, I would say. I mean, it is. 
it's likely that every character in this film is a member of the LGBTQ in some capacity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely yeah. possible. You got to watch the OKO um, episode to figure out what their sexualities are. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, the, but my favorite moment comes when there are uh, when the, all the dads are leaving, and um, and they're just like, "Hey, come over here, Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> if you fuck this up, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> we're gonna come back and kill you if you are not nice to us." Yeah, daughter. I guess the night some real foreshadowing. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. They're about to fuck it up big time. Yeah, big time. But, you know, this... Maybe it's instead of 48 hours, it's 72 hours. Because the sun is coming up when they leave, right? Um, and then Revolta sends the spider bat... Okay. ...to make earmuffs for Shaggy while he's sleeping. Magic evil earmuffs. Yes, you're these they're these spiderweb earmuffs that hypnotize you and have, like, a direct line to revolta's uh telling you what mm-hmm. to do um what do you think of the spider bats fine i think revolta's whole thing uh i think it does a good job of sort of towing the line between i think it's pretty creepy revolta's character yeah. design is pretty creepy i think mm. uh i think yeah. grim creepers pretty creepy I love the Grim Creeper, little plant guy, really cool guy. I think uh, I think that earmuff uh, hypnotism is really creepy. Very much freaks me out. Yeah, I do not enjoy brainwashing as a plot device. Um, really scares me. Another bit, another bit where where Shaggy doesn't understand what Scooby's saying. He's trying to say there's a bat. Shaggy thinks it's a rat and says, take two of these and call me in the morning, hands him two mousetraps. <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's pretty Insane funny. line. Yeah, I, was, I laughed. I was like, wow, okay, that's a crazy he joke. Like, never like, up. That's like a, a personality point of Shaggy in this movie is that yeah. they try to wake him up and he gets really annoyed. In his Relatable. really, really cute nightgown, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen him in that blue nightgown before. Yeah, it's a great look. Uh, really pulling out um, all the all the wardrobe changes for Shaggy. Yeah, uh, Revolta wants Shaggy to take the girls on a field trip to Baron Bog. They're all down. They're like the Bog. Hell yes, we love the Bog. It's it's shitty weather. We're going to the Bog. The bog. They've got alligators. They got snakes. They've got quicksand. Quicksand. The quicksand. They can't get enough of it. We love quicksand. Um, did you notice that Scrappy Doo, Maggie? Did you notice that Scrappy Doo sleeps in a dresser drawer? I think I missed that. God, it's incredibly how cute. endearing. Just so small. Chalk another one up in the Scrappy Doo column. <laughs> Scrappy Doo five hundred haters zero. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, in the morning, we learn that the cadets are also going to uh, to Baron Bog. Why are they still here? No. Why do we still they need them? The, the volleyball arc is over. Yeah, it's it's Revolta arc now. You know, it's a separate yeah. Dragon Ball Z VHS yep. set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's still unclear. They're going there to train. What Revolta's uh, plan is. Yeah, she still hasn't explained. She keeps me like, today's the day. She, I've got them. Does she want the, the monster girls for her minions? Does she want to get to them in order to get to their dads? Does she want to take over the school? Does she have something against Ms. Grimwood? She says she's going to use them to be the greatest monstrous in the world. Sure. Okay. They That's must great. Materially powerful, though. I don't really. No. They don't. They don't. Whatever. I've listened. They don't. listen. Who am I to criticize a a, a powerful woman, a girl boss? Uh-huh. I I think that it's not any of our places to question whether or not her plan is sound. You know, girl boss, if you will. You will. <laughs> and I will. Um, in the swap, they get separated. And the Grim Reaper... Almost messed up. Don't sue me, Grim Reaper estate. Uh, the Grim Creeper um, abducts Winnie the werewolf. It, <gasps> the most terrifying thing I've ever seen is her getting brainwashed here. I... Like, yeah, shuddered. it's an upsetting sequence because she gets away from him and then hides in a shack in the swamp. And it's like, you don't want to go in that shack. That's a bad idea. Do not go into that shack. And there are spider bats. They're waiting and they put the thing on her head. It's really scary. That was always um, scariest thing to me in any kind of movies or books or anything is like when you or trapped in some sort of other dimension or something and, like, couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trapped out. in your own mind. Trapped in an anamorph body? Sure. Bad. You gotta get out of the hawk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tobias. Uh, um. Mary, back to Mary Poppins. That was a... I was really scared of Mary mm-hmm. Poppins when they go into the chalk drawing. Because <laughs> what if they can't what get out? What if they can't get out? If they're stuck with the penguins all day. You know, it never ends up being an issue. They always just get out at the end. But, um, and you know, I never liked any of that I, kind of stuff when you're going to be trapped in something. Yeah, I do agree that the hypnotism is scary. scary. When she, like, just repeats the, the, the stuff in that, like, deadpan voice is scary. <laughs> the voices. It's, it's the deadpan voices and the eyes, I think. The eyes get me, too. I don't know what it is. It's mostly Winnie, though. The rest of them is pretty scary, but Winnie, I think it's because it's the first one besides Shaggy, but, like, whatever, Shaggy. And we love Winnie. And we she's my favorite, Winnie's obviously, favorite. a curly-haired queen. But she's the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what... Uh, they get Phantasma, too. Which seems um, unreasonable because Phantasma's a ghost. What are... How do you put the earmuffs on a ghost? Thank you. That's just ghost math. Just ghost math. Come on. Yeah. They get Phantasma. Uh, with with the two of them, they are then able to trick Frankie. Nope. <laughs> Elsa and uh, and Tannis. Uh-huh. Um, who, by the way, doing their due diligence. Elsa saves the boys when they get stuck in the in the mud in, in the quicksand. She's right, she again. ripped a, a tree trunk out of the ground and saves right. them. Are these boys still here? And this would have been a, a better punch <laughs> up too. Um, Sabella, you know, fights them off for a while, figures out this is a trap, but then ultimately yeah. gets 
um, captured as well. It would have been better if Sabella doesn't get captured, goes and alerts yeah. Shaggy and Scooby, and helps yeah. rescue the other that's, girls. That's what I that's expected an- it to be, because I didn't remember this part of the movie really at all. And I was like, well, she's like the main character of the school. school. Mm-hmm. She's like the leader. That would be cool if we followed her with the with the gang. It's easy punch out. She gets captured too. If this was made today, easily, it would. That's how it would go. I think. I think they would definitely yeah. change that. Uh, easily, the worst pun in the entire film happens during the Sabella sequence, where she's fighting the spider bats in the sky. Inch, okay, I know what you're and, gonna say. And the boys are are looking through binoculars, and one of them's like, "Wow, what a dog fight!" The other one's like, "No, it's a bat fight." And then the third boy. We've already gotten the pun, and it wasn't good. Okay, but then the third guy goes, yeah, what a battle. You didn't like that one? No, I hated that one. I wrote one. that one down. Maggie, so. I hated that one. <laughs> the rest of them I was indifferent to and, and too pleased by, but that one I was like, this is, no, you can't do that. Th- that's that does Three that. bats. No. <laughs> three bats fighting. What yeah. would you call that? A bat fight! They already made the joke. <laughs> it's the second joke underneath the first joke. It's mm-hmm. it's. I think mm-hmm. it's just a little too advanced for you. I think that's probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. There's this really sad scene where Scooby Doo wanders into the into the shack where the hypnotized girls are, and they're like, "No." We don't want you here. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> he doesn't know that they're hypnotized. He just like sadly walks away. I was like, this is so sad. Poor Scooby. And then the Grim Creeper shows up and tries to kill him. But before that, it was scary and yeah, sad. It was very sad. He probably thought he lost some yeah. friends. And that would, you know. He's already lost Velma, Fred, and Daphne. He can't lose anyone else. But Matches does save him from the Grim Creeper. Yeah. We stand Matches. We love him. He's the best. He's the best. MVP of this, this whole thing, I think. Oh, no question. MVP of everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Uh, and then the, then... the shack uh, rockets <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Pretty of the most incredible. baffling images of the whole. <laughs> it grows like rocket brooms out of the back. Brooms, uh-huh. And launches off. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, Pretty yeah. cool. It is a crazy image, though. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she, when she hit the button, I was like, is it like a magnet? What's going on here? Is it going to get sunken into the earth? Nope. Mm-hmm. It just picks up and flies away. Right, and then Great. Scooby goes, follow that rack. I think that's what he says. Yeah, follow that rack. Yeah, and Chaggy's like, <laughs> I don't know. What, what's a rack? What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? I can't use contact clues either. What are you talking about? Shaggy's, That's what Shaggy like sounds like, right? Ground. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't like Shaggy in this scene. He's not like, I love these girls. I've grown to love them. I care about their well-being. We have to go save them. He's looking out for his own hide. He's like, Dracula's going to kill me. He's going to turn me into a vampire. I don't want this. Yeah. He's He's... He's being selfish. That yeah, was a very poor, very poor characterization of Shaggy here. Where, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Shaggy would want to help. You'd want to save his friends. I think it's like the reason, like that doesn't work, is because the the characterization in this film of Shaggy and Scooby is just 
they need to be able to turn on a head every single time a new monster is introduced. So you can't actually have them care too much about the girls because otherwise that just seem makes them seem cowardly more like not more cowardly but you know what i mean like they have to make that yeah i don't know it's just they they're trying yeah they're, they're trying to thread this needle where shaggy and scooby are still afraid of monsters and don't like them yeah but also are friends with these girls but they're still afraid of monsters and they yeah. never really figure out no it's also red shirt shaggy so it's a different character and it doesn't yeah, <laughs> my shaggy still a nice guy hashtag not my yeah. shaggy the kelvin yeah. universe yeah. shaggy <laughs> Um, they try to chase after the shack in the, in the van, but, uh, it's stuck in the mud and these piece of shit cadets won't help them because they are the enemy. enemy. Affirmative. Shut up. Come on. What's wrong with you? Why are these boys crimes over here? still in the movie? I agree. I agree. But then matches goes over and then intimidates them. So they help out, <laughs> which is great. Well, I did like that. Um, but yeah, then we get to this castle, Castle Revolta, up on the hill. Why do they cool designs? Just after themselves. I feel like you should name your castle something else. I don't know. So people can't find. What would you name your castle? That's a that's a big question that I wasn't <laughs> expecting to ask, so I can't answer that at the moment. But like, I think Castle Roxy is a great name. Sure, but like, if I'm an evil. Which I don't want people to know where I'm at. I feel like naming it Castle Roxy, yeah. they'll be like, well, I don't know where she is. You know, like. It's a good point. I would Castle... name it. I would name my cat. My... If I was evil, I would name my castle Castle Roxy to throw people off. See, that's good. <laughs> she should have named it Castle uh, Grimwood. That's what she mm. should have named it. And they've been like, well, she can't be yeah. there. That's Grimwood's castle. Yeah. That, I. Incredibly sound logic. Yeah. I cannot argue with that. I mean, if, if there's um, one thing we know about the Scooby-Doo universe, it has incredibly consistent lore and characterizations. So, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, it's like on some separate island or something. So it's like a question of how are they going to get up there? Mm-hmm. And I've written down on my notes: Scrappy rigs up some bullshit. <laughs> Very inventive. He makes a, a a catapult that is that needs matches his matches fire. Like, come on. Give he him some is an engineer requires a pu- 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 puppy and matches power. Yes. Look, I'm just reading off of my notes. I wouldn't have written it down if it wasn't bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some bias on this on this podcast. I get there in no time flat. Yeah. Then Scooby Doo picks the lock with his tail because he's a hero. And can do that. He used his tail earlier to wipe the rain off the windshield. I, I've never seen Scooby-Doo characterized as someone who had, like, an incredibly versatile tail before. He is incredibly versatile body. <laughs> okay, Ethan. Transform that's into for the, all that's kinds That's for of... Patreon content. He <laughs> <laughs> can transform into all kinds of uh, shapes and forms to serve any function you might need. Car. I'm just saying they would not have not even gotten up to the castle if it wasn't for Scrappy's ingenuity. It all goes back to matches because matches is who got him out of the mud. We all we can agree. We can agree. Yeah, we can yeah, agree. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so they go into the castle. Uh, Revolta has explained that she's going to revoltize the girls. 
Which is saying it now, I don't like that phrasing. Revoltize? Revoltize. Again, yeah. as you say, Maggie, it's unclear what she wants to well, do. Well, okay, here's... Like, what's the goal? Here's my, here's my big issue here. She brainwashes them when they arrive. Mm-hmm. And she has them all cleaning the castle. Just some, like, gendered <laughs> bullshit. Like, <laughs> we, She's just, yeah. like, let me get these five monster girls... Under my under my power and give them all mops and brooms, uh, to clean to clean yeah. my clean my like, let's have them make me a sandwich too while they're at it. Like uh, the second half of this movie just completely erases any goodwill. Uh, yeah. At the first half of the movie, uh, built. Well, out. the second half is simply just not as good as the first half at all. More iconic imagery, team. personally, but I, I, I agree with you. See, what if my my theory here is that she has them brainwashed and she needs to make her weird evil potion and wait till midnight. And she's like, well, I don't want them staring at me the whole time. So I might as well, you know, clean <laughs> yeah. the place up a bit while I have them here. She's just spinning the wheels because yeah. for some reason the potion has to happen at midnight. I'm sensitive. Potion right. Logic. Potion logic. Yeah. My, my thought was like. They're all monsters. Like, what if they took the potion and uh, Sabelle was like, um, I'm the daughter of Dracula. This actually doesn't do anything to me. I'm still, I'm already evil. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. They should have, yeah, being evil doesn't mean you don't have free will. No, apparently being evil means you scrunch up your face to make it look angry because that's what was happening when they were getting the potion fed to them. Okay. They just kind of like, <laughs> for a little bit. Um, yeah, the, the none of the, none of the none of Revolta's plan makes any sense, and you know, like she could have just hired a cleaning service if that's what she needed. <laughs> <laughs> There's other ways to do this. Um, if she's really the most <laughs> evil person on the planet, then the minions would definitely be there helping her out, and she wouldn't need to brainwash anyone. So, good point. You know, we did not consider the minions. No. Good point. That's that's their whole thing. Yeah, yeah they find the most evil person on Earth and they work. Except with when them. they were in Antarctica during but the not, 30s. It, yeah. in the 30s. Yes, they. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> they weren't involved in that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but Scooby Doo dresses up as a mummy janitor, sure. <laughs> which takes up a lot of time in the film um and then we get something that is introduced way too late in the movie (laughs) and is another just ripped right out of the celluloid of a previous episode of scooby-doo which is the mirror version of shaggy rock scared me so much as a kid Um, i I can't even tell it is very scary this part's great this part's pretty good i i I like it i like it it is i like it yeah my only issue is that they did literally do it 10 years earlier on the show. And, like, the design is almost exactly the Who same. Who remembers um, that? So. Who remembers that? I do! <laughs> Which kid in the 80s remembers this? You know what I mean? They're banking <laughs> on kids being like, I like Scooby-Doo, and then that's that's it. I like, VHS's, I, I, I like VHS's coming of like, age. Uh, VHSs were, like, barely invented yet when this movie was made. They are like, nobody's seen old episodes of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Except in syndication, right. you know. They're like, nobody will remember this. It's fine. Um, but yes, Mirror Shaggy is a great antagonist. Great design. Um, I love the evil face. Yeah. And it goes it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Maggie, about being stuck yes. in another dimension. Yeah. Him being 
in the stuck in the mirror is like the most verse like visceral horror of the entire movie very freaky really scary really scary don't like that at all um isn't that what that but then yeah what that mike flanagan movie oculus is about Yes. Oh, wow. So many horror directors just directly cribbing from Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School were learning. Mm-hmm. Specifically mm-hmm. this movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope they're getting the residuals from that. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah and Barbera should be getting the residuals. They should be getting the residuals for every single time the Scrappy-Doo rap is played on the radio, which is like <laughs> once an hour in my At least. <laughs> um, I do, my favorite part, maybe of the entire film, so when mirror ma- the mirror master is that what they call him? So, mirror master, mirror monster, yeah. mirror monster. Evil Shaggy's running around causing problems, trying to kill Scooby Doo, and then Scrappy and Matches show up and and you know give him the runaround, and he gets so annoyed that he just goes back to the mirror and says, "This wasn't worth it at all. Get back out of here. I'm going back inside." <laughs> yeah, they just nag him into uh, yeah. going going back uh, going back home. Mm-hmm. He's just so fed up with Scrappy Doo that he he has to go back. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> the game. The boys get the. Excuse me. And we, okay, we might as well talk about the other boys anyway. The the cadets wake up. They can't sleep. They're like, "What are we? What are we doing?" Girls, those girls. What? I can't stop thinking about these girls. We should have helped them. That's what good soldiers That's what good boys do. do. Um, but luckily the uh, inventor kid has a gyrocopter helicopter plane thingy mabobby deus ex machina machine uh, and they're gonna go save the day meanwhile um, Shaggy and the other adults the teachers Shaggy and the other adults the dragon and the dogs (laughs) Shaggy the dragon and the dogs I've gotten stuck in a pit. They're they're in a, in a pit. A pit with like yeah. a. This is also at the bottom moment. of a well. Yeah, <laughs> where I was like, oh my god, I remember that pit opening up into the in the circle, and then there's the the, the giant well dweller. Ugh. great name. Well dweller is a great name. That's a great like, uh, Magic the Gathering card name. You know, <laughs> well dweller. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, great stuff. Cool design of this monster though. I did like yeah. it a lot. Um, the uh, the noise that so Scrappy throws a ball at the wall to distract it, which works perfectly. But the noise the ball specifically hits on the wall. I've been talking a lot about how like this resonated like nostalgically with me, even if I didn't remember specifics. And this was like the most intense form of that. The ball hitting the wall, that specific noise, I was like, like going into my past. It felt like. Just taking a like trip. It was it's so such a weird experience, but that I believe you. Yeah, I mean I get that all the time on this yeah, show, yeah. like literally all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 ball sequence is great. It's great. It's a great <laughs> silly concept. I, I do. It's very funny. Scrappy. Credit credit where cre- yeah credit where credits due. Scrappy saves the day here. He recognizes great idea on his part. A, a, another dog like creature in this well dweller who <laughs> would appreciate a nice game <laughs> of fetch. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 monster gets so distracted that they just crawl up his body and out of they the well. Thank him, and I think the monster's like, yeah, sure, of course, give me a ball. Yeah, whatever. Thanks, thanks for the cool ball, dude. Come on, you're cool. 
You're awesome. F- uh, 501 points in the scrappy column. <laughs> uh, midnight. It's rapidly approaching. The cadets are here. They're dropping water balloons on the spider bats. Mm. Okay. Cool, I guess. I've, I'm kind of... I was kind of checking my watch. Yeah, this is where I'm starting to get really steamed that I'm like, okay, this is where this movie is ending up, that the that the cadets are saving mm-hmm. the day and saving yeah. the, the helpless girls. The, yeah. This is not what this movie was um, gearing up towards. It just needed to be more ghoul school business. Come on, yeah. come on, come on, come on. The cadets... I don't care about these boys. Cadets should only have existed to be beaten in the volleyball game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then should have disappeared. But, uh, it's like if... um, It's like if... Otherwise, boys wouldn't have wanted the, to watch uh, the movie, I suppose. Yeah, it's like if if we bring it on continued for another forty five minutes, and they uh, like the cheerleaders from the team that we like get trapped in the uh, in, in like an avalanche. <laughs> yeah, and the and and the other cheerleaders have to show up to save the day. <laughs> like that was. It's uh. We don't need that. <laughs> um, but yes, they uh. <sighs> they do get rid rid of the hypnotism, so you're like, okay, this is cool. We got it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. We're done. Um, but then, Revolta turns Scooby Doo into a frog. Sure. And the girls are like, well, you got us. We're gonna you you could do that to Shaggy and Scrappy too. So we're gonna stay for the rest of our lives as your minions because you might turn in these two. <laughs> Nimrods that we just met two days ago into frogs. Yeah. And then Scooby like knocks over something into the potion, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And then everything's good. Tannis does get a great moment where she where she picks up the wand. The wand yep. She goes she goes, I want my Scooby back. The, yeah. And then he turns back into the Scooby. The wand that works by just saying what you want. That'd be that's a pretty cool wand. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes it easy. Mm-hmm. Uh Elsa. I had to really think about her name. Elsa throws the wand in the fire, and uh, the the boys throw down a ladder from their plane, and the girls climb on, and we're gone. Which again, Sabella offers to fly somebody out, but she's like, "Oh, I can't mm-hmm. fly everybody. Yeah, I won't be able to make everybody. I have to only take one at a time." Mm-hmm. And the boys are like, "Don't worry, we can save the day." It's like, give somebody. Some agency here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I agree. No, the boys have to save the day. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? Yep. But, yep. You know. And then, cut to black, quick fade back in. We're going to wrap it up really quickly with the scrappy Literally wrap. Wrap it up <laughs> with the scrappy <laughs> With the scrappy it's gonna, wrap. All of the closure is going to be delivered through Scrappy's rap. Can I? I want to say something. So, in regards, of course, to rap, please. This was 1988. I, this mm-hmm. feels like uh-huh. pre-rapping in movies where it doesn't belong as a thing. <laughs> it's trendsetters right. for sure. Again, like it feels like it's ahead of the curve here. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that. I just feel like. Well, there's an iconic Fred Flintstone rap that might be around here as well because that might have been part of the Hanna Barbera Super Ten. Might have been a, a rule that every Hanna Barbera character had to have a rap at some point in these uh, ten yeah, films. You get four um, Yogi Bear raps in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's very likely that rocking with 
Judy Jetson has a rap in there somewhere. Yeah. Hanna-Barbera just has tapped into what the youth are well, interested in. they wrote in the rap. Point. It's in the credits. They did. Hanna and Barbera, just, yeah. Yeah. I was astonished to see that. Four credited writers for this song that takes up less than a minute and is really just explaining the plot of what has happened. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the story all about how. Yeah. <laughs> and then the boys are just like, yeah, we're done. The game. Well, okay. Shaggy. They, okay. So this is the interesting part. They're in at this point. They're cool with the dads. <laughs> they, um, they mentioned earlier at like the, uh, Halloween party. They're like, see you next Halloween when they're leaving as if they plan on staying for another year. So they're totally in. Good point. Until, Good point. until Grimwood is like, well, hold on. We got new students. Oh, yes. Yeah. Students here. This is great. And it's, um, what is it like a Martian uh, mm-hmm. creature from the Black Lagoon? And this fucking guy, I don't know. You can't see him. It's Godzilla. I have a little Godzilla here. My it's got yes. There's a baby Godzilla, a baby Godzilla girl. girl, and a ju- and the best fucking visual in this entire thing is it's a baby Godzilla girl and then a foot because Godzilla is so big that he can't fit in the yeah. house. When the reveal of Godzilla is like okay, yeah. yes, no. <laughs> I was like because. There are other monsters that they could have easily done. Like Black Lagoon makes sense. Could have done an Invisible Man situation or, you know, a zombie or anything. But Godzilla is just such a huge swing. I loved it. I was like, that is that rule. It's good for them. My my pitch for this is you take the cadets out or even, you know what? Actually, no. Keep everything the same except for Shaggy and Scooby. Do not leave at the end. And this is the full feature length pilot of a TV show set yeah. at the ghoul school. You're right. It's a great I, idea. It, it, it prints money. They did it with the Boo Brothers. That was the start of a. That was like basically tied in with uh, with Thirteen Ghosts. Not the same thing, but you know, is is setting up that concept. I just, you could, um, you know, you have a. Weekly... You know what? Got to cut this out because we gotta. <laughs> we gotta keep this within the within the family here. We're pitching it. We're, we're, we're pitching pitch, HBO Max we're, we're pitching tomorrow. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's tighten up the pitch. We can make this work. The the zeitgeist is ready. I think it's going to die on the pitch room floor because we're going to disagree over whether or not Scrappy Doo should be in the show. That's why is that even a question? You you said it yourself. You know what, Roxy? Even uh, mute yourself, Roxy. You and I. Let's cut him out. We don't need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut cut this out from your body. Then we're taking it. Um, there you said go. Oh, Scrappy's ready for reclamation. He's gonna, it's going to happen soon. Why not this project? This is the moment. I just, there's one too many characters, you know. Oh, because you're adding, because it's a weekly show and you can push them off to the side and you add the three. What names. about matches? How can we have a matches subplot every episode? Scrappy Doo's there. They're a team. They're a duo. They're a duo. It's puppy and matches power. Rolls right off the town. You're right. It rolls. You're right. Print shirts. You're right. It'll say pu- 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 puppy and matches power. And matches power. Shirt. And they'll be in like. And that's the end of the movie. Shades, <laughs> you know, on the shirt, whatever. That's the end of the movie. The end of the movie is literally just like the boys heel turn one more time. They're like, I, I can't deal with another blood. another shoe dropped. I can't do this. What else are you going to announce? I can't do this. My, my little heart can't take it. Gotta, they leave gotta, without saying goodbye. They leave without saying goodbye. And then the girls are kind enough to wave to them from. And they wave back. Gotta go like, chase oh. the, chase the yeah. next wave. 
Yeah. The Reluctant Werewolf, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah, Reluctant Werewolf is the next one. But yeah. He's in their future. That's Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. A feature-length film. It definitely is. still one of my 91 minutes it's... that is long for one of these that is that is a real movie's runtime i'm gonna say it it's a mm-hmm. little bit too long yes a little bit too long <laughs> yes. um but it is still uh easily one of my favorites of all of the uh the what are we calling it what are we calling this the, the Gru- Scooby-Doo original film. Oh, I was going for your month of... Oh, Grooskamoomo? Grooby scooby Yeah, I'm not going to say that. But, uh... Runs off the tongue? We all, we all love we're it? We're loving it. I mean, this is the first one, so uh, I have to say it in the others now. Grooskamoomo. Gru- the Gru- this is easily one of my favorites of all of the, the, the Scooby-Doo movies. Um, well, it's just, so, uh, shall we rank it? The, 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 we shall. Uh, I just want to say that the I think it's because the the ghoul girls like their designs are are like yeah they're so good they're so good they're so remarkable and it's honestly like legitimately surprising that it took them forty years essentially to appear in a different cartoon for one episode like I I am yeah. baffled that they never capitalized especially when Monster High was getting off the ground you'd think they'd do mm-hmm. like oh yeah. A ghoul school spinoff with like the hex girls there too. That would make like, are you yeah. kidding me? That would be huge. It would be. Now you huge. have you have things like Sky High. You have things like Halloween Town. You have things like um, uh, what's the one with the Disney villains? Descendants. Descendants. Thank you. You know, it's 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 so it's such ripe fodder. You know, um, some they've got. Yeah. It would be great to do. It would be great. It would be so much fun to to do a little. I agree. A little series. Um, Still should. They should well, do this, it. Um, the, the, it'll, it'll get the uh, heavy metal bump. The cool school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Heavy metal bump. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll look tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we've got five tiers. Mm. At the bottom, it's the rut row tier. It's the worst of the worst. Absolute bottom of the barrel. Then is the Scooby Dumb tier. It's for episodes that we are. In this case, movies that we don't like, uh, but, you know, are terrible, I guess. Uh, then at the middle is the middle of the road. That's the just another mystery tier uh, for, you know, not too, not too bad, but not great either. Then we have the groovy tier. That's for movies that we like a lot, but just don't do enough to make it into that top tier. The best of the best, the golden scoob tier. What are we thinking about Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School? Hmm. Mm. I mean, my my initial instinct is go groovy. I think I think that's where I'm I'm landing. You thinking groovy? Yeah, I don't think I think we we've complained too much about the cadets and the lack oh, of true. female empowerment in the second half for mm. it to, to be a golden scoop. It has potential. It really does. Yeah, it's really. Like, I, I, yeah. And, but what about matches? Matches is like. I mean, we would give matches himself <laughs> golden scoop. Matches any gets day an honorary week. golden scoop. Matches is the best thing that's ever been covered on this how about, podcast. How about this? I have a I have a, a consolation for matches. I think that for the that for the Groose Scoo month, 
whatever you're calling it. I think you should switch the golden scoop to to the golden matches award. To, it's the okay. Best of the best. Oh. That's fine. Movie. For all of the movies, yes. will be ranked on a different tier list in which the the top tier is the golden matches tier. Ooh. But I don't think that the titular <laughs> film that he is from will no, be making it into that tier. I think that's a consolation prize. You know? I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, groovy. Yeah. Yeah. I think groovy is. Yeah. It's it's great. I think I think it's got to be groovy. It's just is. There's, there's, there's just too much there's, there's, fat on this bone. Yeah, it's a little too long. Uh, it uh, drops the ball, drops the volleyball at the end. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Has a, but, the rap uh, almost makes up for it, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> the rap is pretty good. It's pretty good. Don Messick, really, I'm very impressed. He was an, he was an old man at this point. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's the first film of Gruskamumo at Heavy Metal History covered on this show. That is Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. Wow. I'm so honored, Ethan. Thank you. Yeah, it's very I nice. mean, really, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an honor to have both of you to talk about this iconic empowering halfway film <laughs> um so thank you so much um maggie do you have anything that you want to plug i know you you know aren't really like a podcast person but <laughs> anything at all um sure um i uh am on letterboxd um at maggie g if you want to see uh what I'm watching. Um, I recently mm-hmm. watched um, a really lovely movie called On the Second Day of Christmas, um, mm-hmm. starring Mark Ruffalo, where he oh. uh, plays a mall cop who um, has to uh, keep a thief, her thief niece, over the Christmas weekend, and oops, they fall in love. And it was really lovely. That sounds nice. It was really great. Who plays the thief? So, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. It was very 90s. Okay. Um, I mean, it is 2022 by this point, so maybe listeners are past Christmas, but, you but know what? Epiphany hasn't happened yet, so it's, um, it's still technically it's, Christmas It's Christmas time. all year round for some it of us. Is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Roxy, what about you? Anything that you would like the people to know about? Um, well, I, I guess I can plug my letterbox too. Sylvester749. Um, watch too many movies. Uh, I guess I technically have a podcast, although it's on kind of like a, a elongated hiatus right now while we figured it out. But if you want to listen to our, I don't know, like 60 episode backlog, it's uh, it came from a basement. Me and some friends go through this uh, DVD binder that we legitimately found that has a is full of movies that we had no knowledge of. And uh, a lot of them are, are pretty fun. And I think it's, it's uh it approaches. Okay. The podcast itself. So um, check that out. I guess we'll come back at some, point. a great, uh, an all time name for Thank you. That was not us. A friend of mine uh, suggested it. And we were like, I guess we got to go with that. Huh? But uh, yeah. one day we'll finish the binder. One day we will finish the 96 mm-hmm. discs in there, but not, it's there's a ton for you to listen to if you want to check it out wonderful well check that out um check this podcast out we got a whole backlog of episodes covering scooby-doo tv show if you are 
a movie fan that has stumbled across this episode because you heard about Gruz Gamumo. You were just so excited to, uh, to, to listen in. Um, you know, we usually cover episodes of the TV show on this show, but that doesn't mean that those episodes aren't great. Maggie and Roxy have both been on the show before, so that would be a great place to start because they are great guests. Um, if you like the show, tell a friend. Let them know. Let them know that we're doing um, that we're doing movies for January. Should I announce the other three? That's up to you. I I'm, I hope you tell me and and Maggie afterward at least. But you can announce them if you want. I can tell you the next one that it was. I can tell you the one that's coming out the week after this okay. one because I'm recording it tomorrow morning, Whoa. bright and early. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, Next week is going to be Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King, a bizarre outlier from the 2000s, wow. um, which is a, surely going to be a very fun discussion because it is a crazy movie. And stars, no joke, Lauren Bacall <laughs> in, wow. a, in her final acting role. <laughs> um, so just Can't get ready for that without question um wait to listen to that one if you want to follow the show on twitter you can do so at uh heavy metal pod you can follow me at the real brundine and i would just like to extend one more thank you to maggie and roxy for joining me it's been absolute joy talking to both of you and as always to all you meddling kids out there Remember to stay groovy.